Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever this is podcast, we welcome you to another episode of the Genius Cast. I'm Jameson. I am the genius, getting you set for your week five matchups. We're through the Thursday night game where we saw the Chicago Bears upset the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Fantastic game on Thursday night. From my records, first five Thursday night games, we have seen four really good games, and the only stinker was that Jacksonville-Miami game. So maybe we have finally gotten over those Thursday night games being a rough rough watch on the old eyeballs, and we're starting to get some of those good games. Or maybe it's just with the lack of practice, lack of uh, preseason, no preseason, all that kind of good stuff. We're seeing these teams being a little more competitive because we have not seen those um, elite teams take over yet because they're still kind of getting used to everything. So we'll find out. Now that we're a quarter way through the season, I think we're going to see the, the, the elite of the elites kind of take over um, and, and, and be much better than the, the, the bottom dwellers of the league. And so I think we're going to start to see those elite teams kind of step up and kind of show themselves over the uh, bottom teams, the middle teams. I think we're going to see a big difference moving forward as we get more and more involved into the season. Now that we're in week five, I think we can finally say that we are through the kind of the tough stages where it's taken teams a little while to kind of get used to the, uh, getting back in the swing of things, uh, getting their bodies back in the football shape and all that good stuff. I think we're finally going to officially say that's not going to happen anymore. Hopefully we can also say the same thing about injuries. We've seen a, a bunch of injuries through the first quarter of the season. Hopefully we can start to see those kind of limit as we get moving forward. And again, I think we're also realizing that these preseason games is very important to these players to kind of get back in football shape, to kind of get back in the hang of things and not get thrown right into the, to the regular season games. I think we're seeing that preseason is, is, is very much needed. Maybe we don't need four games. Maybe it's more of like two or three games for a preseason, but hopefully... This is just a, a weird year, and we get back to normality next year in 2021. Enough of that. We're going to go ahead and talk about week five. We're going to talk about the Tampa Bay-Chicago game from last night, and we're going to break down each and every game of the upcoming weekend. And we're also talk about the two games that kind of got pushed back from Sunday to Monday and Tuesday, what I am doing in my leagues. Um, I've talked about it numerous ways, and I think the only way that really kind of makes sure that, pe- that, that people know exactly what to do is to continue to talk about it and kind of give you my ideas, my person, uh, personal preference on what I'm doing in my leagues so you guys can have a better season where it's kind of a crazy year. We don't want to handcuff teams. And if we're losing star players because of this virus, because we don't know what's going to happen, I think we need to kind of make some additional rules this year. Because once again, it is a crazy year. We're, uh, it's not, likely not going to stop here. We're going to probably see it uh, eventually again. If not on a weekly basis, we may see uh, players test positive. We don't know on, on a weekly basis. Hopefully we don't. But uh, back-to-back weeks, we're seeing these games getting pushed back. And I think it's time to kind of put in into your league maybe a rule, a special rule, that way it, it, it doesn't affect teams that have those star players and they don't have to bench them or decide if they want to start them or not put a smaller rule in there help everybody out and i think everybody will be appreciative of that as a commissioner before we dive into the week five matchups and talk about the the game last night a little house cleaning beforehand if you're not done so already please give us a follow on twitter we are at fan sports genius and on instagram we are at fantasy football underscore genius underscore and our website is always www.fantasyfootballgenius.com where winning isn't everything it's the genius thing we have our mastermind chat available weekly monthly and full season packages Last night, we saw the Chicago Bears beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, record-wise, they both came into the game 3-1. and one, um, But I think in terms of, of talent, in terms of uh, players leading the team, in terms of uh, overall talent, um, obviously I thought the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were the better team. I did pick the Bears to win the game. 
And I thought the Bears um, at, at home with a decent defense and Tom Brady coming off of that big monster game last week, I think he was going to kind of struggle. I think the Bears kind of showed that last night that they are a little better than maybe people thought at 3-1. and one. Maybe they weren't the best 3-1 and one team that we've seen in years past, but I think the Bears are a legit, decent team. Um, if they can get good play out of the quarterback position, which is not a guaranteed on this offense, whether it be Mitchell Trubisky, whether it be Nick Foles, seems like that quarterback position continues to be a, 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 an inconsistent matter. If they can get good good play out of the quarterback position, who knows where this Bears team can go. But they did get the win last night. They did a last-second field goal, uh, last two minutes of the game. They got that field goal to take the lead over the Buccaneers, and their defense were able to held up over Tampa Bay um, and Tom Brady, who looked like he forgot it was fourth down on that last fourth down, which is kind of funny to see because of all the success Brady's had in this league. It's kind of, see, it's kind of fun um, to see him kind of struggle uh, here and there to know that he is human. So with him not realizing it was fourth down was kind of enjoyable as a player, as, as, as someone that loves his success, loves him as a player, um, best quarterback ever to play the game, but it's also nice to see him kind of have those down moments that the majority of the NFL also has on, on a regular basis, it seems like, but Tom Brady seems not have that. It's nice to see that happen last night. So the Bears did get it done. Get it done. Um, Allen Robinson, another fantastic game, 10 receptions, over, uh, 90 yards, didn't get in the end zone. Ronald Jones should have been in the end zone. That, that uh, pass catch was a touchdown, um, but they whistled it down. Fantastic game on the ground for Ronald Jones. Maybe just maybe he's starting to kind of take over that leading role over Leonard Fournette, who did play in the game last night, but obviously was not going to have much of an impact being that he was doubtful heading into the game. So I did not expect much out of Leonard Fournette last night, and that was the case last night. It was all Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones may be starting to take over that starting role for the Buccaneers. And again, once you do gain the respect of Tom Brady and the trust of Tom Brady, more and more you're going to be playing in the game. And I think Ronald Jones has shown that in both the passing game and in the ground game. Ronald Jones has looked very nice the last couple weeks. Hopefully moving forward as a Ronald Jones truther, he is going to get more and more of those bull carries even once Leonard Fournette comes back. Hopefully it's Ronald Jones' job to have. He's earned it the last couple weeks, and hopefully the Buccaneers realize that moving forward. Um, Not much on the ground for the Bears despite the touchdown by, by the running game last night. But the Buccaneers are very good against the rush, um, so the, 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 the ground game for Chicago was likely not going to be there last night. I thought it was going to have to be on the passing game, and the Buccaneers do have a very good pass-rush defense. So at, at times we saw Nick Foles kind of be the very average quarterback that um, that we've seen in the past, but we also saw him make some tremendous plays last night and absolutely loved that little play out of the backfield where they hit um, – David Montgomery out of the backfield with Allen Robinson. L- looked like it was going to be a pick, but it really wasn't a pick. The way he played it, a fantastic play by Allen Robinson, but a fantastic read by uh, Nick Foles as well to make that play happen. Uh, so those kind of plays show that Nick Foles is a leader, is a, is a good quarterback, but he does have those, those times and games where he does show that he is very below average, but he also has pl- tremendous amount of time where he also shows he's a very good quarterback as well. But it's, a, it's that inconsistent uh, play at quarterback that makes the Bears likely not in my tier of being able to, to have, have a tra- championship caliber offense and, and defense on that team just because they're going to lack that quarterback consistency, which I think is going to be very important come December and January. Moving on to the games on Sunday, uh, 
we know that the two bye games are going to be Detroit Lions and Green Bay Packers. Both teams have a bye. And the games that are moved from Sunday to, thir- to uh, Monday is the New England and Denver game. And so from Sunday to Tuesday is the Tennessee-Buffalo game. In my opinion, if you do have players in those four teams, what I'm doing in my league, and this, we'll go ahead and talk about this before we dive into the, the games upcoming this Sunday, um, what I'm doing in my leagues is I'm allowing pl- uh, teams to have a, like a backup plan where you're going to give me your starting lineup no matter what, but you're also going to send me an, a note that says, if the Bills don't play and I have Josh Allen, I want my backup quarterback being so-and-so. If I don't have... Um, uh, Stefan Diggs, I'm going to use so-and-so if that game doesn't play. And again, that game has to play by Wednesday for me to accept those backup plays. If it doesn't happen and you don't give me a backup option, you get a zero. But if you give me that backup option, the game doesn't play by Wednesday, I'm going to use those players that you gave the backup option. And again, those have to come in before, obviously, the, the kickoff of the, the player that you're using for your backup so what you're saying, if let, let's say you have a Derek Carr and you have a, a Josh Allen, what, what I'm having people say is, I'm going to start Josh Allen like normal, but I want Derek Carr if the game does not play between Buffalo and Tennessee. Simple, easy, Everybody that doesn't give anybody an advantage, doesn't give anybody a disadvantage, but it helps teams not have to worry about their star players out. Because if you think about it, last week, if we would have lost to Patrick Mahomes or a Tyreek Hill or a, or, or a Travis Kelsey and you didn't start them because you thought the game wasn't going to play, they ended up did play, and they have monster games, you lose those points. Where, where if you start them and all of a sudden they, they, they have another positive test and they lose those players, you're losing a key piece of your offense <clears throat> for fantasy I think it's very easy to just allow these small little things that are just for those COVID-19 games that are in question. You can't do it for your entire lineup. It's just going to be for those few games. And, and, and by Saturday, by Friday, uh, more than likely, we're going to know what those games are. So you can kind of give the league, give your entire league the idea, hey, these two games are going to be the COVID-19 special games where you can put a backup player just in case that doesn't happen. It's very simple. Helps out everybody, and it doesn't handcuff anybody's teams. Nobody has an advantage. Nobody has a disadvantage. That's the way I'm handling it. If you have any questions, hit me up on Instagram. Hit me on Twitter. More than happy to answer any questions that might kind of give you an idea of if if that's the right way of going. And if you're not a commissioner, maybe bring it up to your commissioner. Kind of give some ideas. And again, going back and forth, uh, communicating with your league is is what we want to do in fantasy football. We want to make sure our leagues are ran perfect. We want to as perfect as can be. We want to make sure they're fair for everybody. And I think that's the best way of handling these situations for a crazy year that we're going to see in 2020. Moving on to the games, we'll start off with the Raiders and the Chiefs. Raiders coming at 2 and 2, Chiefs coming at 4 and 4. I mean 4 and 0. On paper, the Chiefs are by far the better team, um, but these division games do have a ability to kind of stay close. I don't see this happening. I, th- I, I do think the Chiefs kind of will have a big game, uh, big game on offense against the Raiders. Raiders do struggle on defense, um, and, and I think we're going to see Patrick Mahomes kind of show. Last couple weeks, he hasn't been his normal, typical self. I think we do see Patrick Mahomes have that monster game against this Raiders defense. Tyreek Hill, um, Travis Kelsey obviously in play, and I do think uh, McCole Hardman, as, as, the, as the weeks move along, we're going to see more and more big plays out of him. I think he is the number three option behind uh, Travis Kelsey and, and uh, Tyreek Hill. Some may say it's Sammy Watkins, but I think by it's all said and done, I think McCole Hardman is a better player than Sammy Watkins. I think he's more dynamic as well. So I do think we're going to see more out of uh, McCole Hardman as the weeks move along. We're also going to see more and more out of Clyde Edwards-Alar. I think in coming in the year, a lot of people thought he was a first round pick. I was kind of on the fence. I thought he was he was very he was worth the the the, uh, 
the gamble as a first-round pick just because of the offense he's in. There's a lot of mouths to feed for this Chiefs offense. So I think we're starting to realize that he, on, on a weekly basis, he may not be an elite option, but he is going to have those big games. This is a game that he can have a big game against his Oakland Raiders uh, defense. On the Raiders side of things, I think the Raiders need to get the ball going on the ground. I think they do have to make sure that they kind of get Josh Jacobs going early and often if they want to contend and stay with the Chiefs. I just think it's going to be easier said than done. <clears throat> the Chiefs jump out to an early lead, uh, early big lead, let's say a couple touchdown lead. Uh, the Raiders are going to start to panic. They're going to have to throw the ball, and that's where the Chiefs kind of get you. They do, do have a great pass rush. They have a decent secondary, and we know what their offense can do. They can put up points in bunches. I just think the Chiefs are going to be too much or the Raiders. I have the Chiefs over the Raiders on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we have the Bengals at 1-2-1, and one, taking on the Ravens at 3-1. and one. Following that Kansas City um, loss on, on Monday night, the Ravens bounced back last week um, to beat the Washington football team. Uh, playing the Bengals, I think this game is kind of get, get, it might get out of hand fairly quickly. I think the Ravens are going to have one of their uh, their uh, their old throwback uh, big monster games on the ground. I can see this team rushing for 200, 250 yards on the ground between Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards. There's a lot of mouths in that backfield to feed. I don't know who I like more than anybody else. I think long term it is J.K. Dobbins. I think eventually we are going to see Dobbins um, eat into the 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 carries and the touches for Mark Ingram, and we're starting to see Mark Ingram is not getting the the workhorse in the backfield with J.K. Dobbins and we're seeing Gus Edwards getting a lot of touches anyway and also let's not forget Lamar Jackson is also there um, the quarterback that loves to run the ball as well I think this is going to be a big ground and pound kind of game for the Ravens. <clears throat> As for the Bengals, there's really two options I'm looking at, uh, Joe Mixon and Tyler Boyd. But the only thing about, bad about Joe Mixon is he has not had success against this Ravens defense, um, and I think it might be the, more of the same here as well. If Mixon can get more involved in the passing game, which we've seen in the last couple weeks, I think he can reach value. But I think it might be a tough day ahead for Joe Mixon unless he can get used out of the backfield with Joe Burrow, who Joe Burrow has shown that he is a true leader in this, in, 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 on this offense. He makes his team a better team on offense. I think as we move along, he's going to get better and better and better. As the, move, as the weeks move along, this is just a, her, a horrible matchup for him. I can see a lot of uh, trouble for Joe Burrow and this offense, but I do like Joe Mixon a little bit, and I do like Tyler Boyd quite a bit against the Ravens because I think they're going to have to throw the, the, the come from behind. And again, I think the Ravens are all in play. I'm more involved in the, pat, in the running game, but I just don't know who to go with. I prefer Dobbins over uh, – uh, Mark Ingram and then Gus Edwards but any three of those can reach value any three of those can be the top dog I'm likely going to stay away even though I do like the offense quite a bit uh, Lamar Jackson is an elite option as, as well they missed practice earlier this week but he was back I think today um, to practice so he should be fine on Sunday afternoon I have the Ravens big over the Bengals on Sunday Next up, we have the 1-2-1 and Eagles heading to Pittsburgh to take on the 3-0 and Steelers, who did not play last week due to the Tennessee Titans outbreak of the coronavirus. Now they're back in the mix. I do like the Steelers quite a bit, but we saw this Eagles bounce back last week against the 49ers, had a very solid game on offense and defense. I think we are going to see the Eagles kind of get more and more um, to the, the way we thought maybe at the start of the year that the Eagles were going to play. The NFC East is up for grabs. Right now, the Eagles at 1-2-1 one, and one are leading the division. I think the division can be won by a team that has seven wins, um, but I do think we are going to see the Eagles kind of have better days ahead of them, and I think it might be uh, starting um, last week. Tough matchup against the Steelers, who have a very good defense, but I think they can also be had if the uh, if, if the game script if the game script is correct. 
Miles Sanders, who I thought was going to have a big game last week, didn't have a great game. I thought they were going to kind of try to lean on him more and more to kind of take the ball out of the 49ers offense. Didn't matter. They got the win anyways, but uh, Miles Sanders didn't have a great game against 49ers. I can kind of see the same kind of uh, game plan for against the Steelers. Steelers are very good on defense. I can see a down game for Miles Sanders, who maybe down the road might be a buy low. I still think he is one of the better backs in football. I just think this matchup might be a little tough for Miles Sanders and company. But I do think the Eagles are going to get their uh, low 20s, uh, late teens kind of scores. So there are going to be scores ahead. It's just a matter of who, uh, finding out who they are. I do like Zach Ertz quite a bit against Steelers defense. As for the Steelers side of things, I think it's uh, I, I, I think we're starting to see Deontay Johnson take over that role over Juju Smith-Schuster. But I think this is a Juju game. I do like Juju quite a bit with Ben Roethlisberger. And I think James Conner is going to have a fantastic afternoon on Sunday. Give me the Steelers over the Eagles in a close matchup. Next up, we have the 3-1 and Rams taking on the 1-3 and Washington football team. New quarterback for Washington. They're going to be going with Kyle Allen. They're benching Dwayne Haskins. I don't know if this is the right, uh, right thing. I don't know if Allen is any better than Haskins. Why not just leave Haskins in there? Kind of feed him, feed him to the wolves. Let him get his bumps and bruises. If he is your franchise quarterback for the future, which I don't think he is. I don't know if... The, I don't know if we have their quarterback on the roster right now. They may be still looking for that player. But if, if they do want to see if Haskins is the franchise quarterback, why are you taking him out early? I don't think this is, this is the right decision for Washington. But I don't coach the team. As for Kyle Allen, um, what, what is he going to do with this passing game? I still think Ant- Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin are still in play. We saw last year what DJ Moore did with Kyle Allen as, as his quarterback. So I think we can still get good performances out of Terry McLaurin. So I do still think that he is one of the better receivers in football. He is still a top 20 option in my opinion, and I think we're going to see ups and downs out of Antonio Gibson. This likely is a down game with the Rams' very good defense. That's actually the Rams are one of my favorite defenses on the board this week against a defense, an offense that's starting Kyle Allen, who has been known to throw many interceptions. I see a big afternoon for the Rams. I have the Rams big over the uh, Washington football team, and I've, uh, for the Rams side of thing on on the. Um, Passing game, I'm not too high on Jared Goff and company. Redskins, I'm sorry, the football team, a little little mess up there. Washington football team has shown great... breaks in, in, in on defense. They are a good defense. They are better against a run, but they do have a very good defense on, against the pass as well. So I think this is a down game for Cooper Cup and um, uh, Robert Woods. Um, so I'm likely not going to have too many shares of any any Rams players. But as for the Washington side of things, I don't like them as either. I like the Rams to win a defensive struggle, but I do think they're going to get um, kind of a blowout, in my opinion, over the Washington football team. Next up, we have the Panthers at 2-2 two two, taking on the 0-4 Falcons. If the Falcons are going to win, this is the week they're going to do it. If they don't win this week, the season is likely lost. This is a must-win for Atlanta. I see a big game out of Matt Ryan and Cal, uh, Calvin Ridley. I don't think they should be playing Julio Jones. Let him get healthy, uh, get over this hamstring injury. I think he came back a little early last, last week. Um, let him sit out a couple games, get uh, 100% healthy. Get a couple wins under the belt, and they can give a, kind of get back back in the hang of things. But if they do not win this game, I think the, the season might be lost for the Falcons. So this is a very, very big game for Atlanta. I do have the Falcons beating the Panthers. 
but I think there are plenty of options they had on both teams. DJ Moore, Roddy, Robbie Anderson, uh, Curtis Samuel to an extent as well, Mike Davis. I think we can look at uh, Teddy Bridgewater. As for Atlanta, we talked about it. Matt Ryan, uh, Calvin Ridley, Todd Gurley, Russell Gage if there's no Julio Jones, and I think we can also look at Hayden Hurst as well. Plenty of options for both teams. I like the Falcons to finally get that W in a very high-scoring, close game over the Panthers. Next up, we have the 1-3 and three Jaguars taking on the 0-4 Houston Texans. Same thing as the, 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 the uh, Atlanta Falcons. This is the game the Texans must win. I think they're in must-win uh, situation here. New coach. Now they fired Bob out of the uh, head coaching position. I think we're going to see Deshaun Watson and company kind of light it up. I do think they're going to get the ground game going a little more than maybe uh, they did in old coaching staff. But I do think Watson, Fuller, and even Brandon Cooks are in for big games this weekend and moving forward. And I think David Johnson is also in for a big game. I think everybody's going to be happy for the new coaching staff, a new change. Change is good for some places. As for the Jaguars, James uh, Robinson, I think it is. Looks great. Um, looks like he is the uh, replacement uh, that they needed for Leonard Fournette. He's been great in the on the ground all season. Last and, and then again, uh, a couple weeks ago, he's shown that he is uh, can be involved in the pass game as well. I think lots of players can be played in both sides of the ball. Gardner Minshew, DJ Shark. I think uh, Lavisca Chenault is in play. I think we can also look at the tight end for the Jaguars as well. As for Houston, it's pretty simple for me. It's Deshaun Watson, it's Will Fuller, it's Brandon Cooks, and it's David Johnson. You can look at Duke Duke Johnson if you think that maybe uh, they go to him a little more um, with his new coaching staff than the old coaching staff did, but I think I'm going to stick it with David Johnson and the passing game for Houston. I have Houston getting their first victory in a major way. I think they beat them by a couple scores on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we have the Cardinals at 2-2 two and two, taking on the lowly New York Jets at 0-4. The Jets may be one of the worst teams we've seen in a long time. I think this team is going to continue to struggle. Now they're going to be going with Joe Flacco over Sam Darnold with that shoulder injury. Not much to say for the Jets. Only player that I'm really looking at possibly uh, taking a shot on is maybe Jamison Crowder, but I'm likely not going to be touching anybody on the Jets. As for Arizona, everybody's in play. Kyler Murray's in for a big game. DeAndre Hopkins in for a big game. Um, I think we can see decent games out of Larry Fitzgerald. Um, if, if Christian Kirks plays, I think we can see a, big, a decent game out of him. And if the Kenyon Drake is the... The running back for this offense, there's another. There's not a better offense, a defense they can go against in this uh, Jets defense. But I still think Chase Edmonds is a player to have, and I think Edmonds does get in the end zone at least once on Sunday. Give me the Cardinals big over the Jets on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we have the one and three Dolphins taking on the two and two 49ers. We're starting to see that that injury. Uh, injuries that are happening to the 49ers is going to be big this year that's just too much to overcome and in that division they play in in the nfc west seattle and um <coughs> the rams look like legit contenders i just think the 49ers are going to fall more and more down the slope they are going to get the win this weekend against the dolphins but i think the dolphins are much better than people give them credit for <coughs> they may be one and three but they do contend on a weekly basis I like Devontae Parker um, for the Dolphins. I don't mind Miles Gaskin, but I'm likely not going to go there. As for the 49ers, uh, Jarek McKinnon, um, 
I don't know if I'm going to be touching Debo Samuel. I may, I, I may want to see a little more out of him uh, after he came back last week and now uh, the second week back. Um, George Kittle, obviously one of the better tight end plays in football. Um, I think he's the best all-around tight end in football, the way he blocks, the way he catches, everything that goes wrong. Uh, give me George Kittle over Travis Kelsey in that matter. But uh, George Kittle, obviously a, a fantastic option over this Dolphins defense. And we can also look at maybe uh, um, Matt, Matt Breda coming off of a, um, a, a decent game last week. Decent in, in terms of what he's done this year. But is he going to be able to kind of go and uh, – do a payback over the former for, former team in the 49ers. I'm likely not going to go there, but there is that uh, revenge factor for Matt Breda. I have the 49ers over the Dolphins. Uh, a lot of uh, that was that was kind of tough to get all all, all that through. Uh, kind of stumbled over my words quite a bit for that game. But I have the 49ers over the Dolphins. Not much to play outside of George Kittle, in my opinion, and maybe a little Jarek McKinnon and Devontae Parker um, on the other side of the ball. Next up, we have the three and one pack, uh, Colts taking on the three and one Browns. I don't see a whole lot of de- off- offense in this game. I think it's going to be a defensive struggle for both sides of the ball. We can look at a Philip Rivers. We can look at a T.Y. Hilton, who I think might have a decent game against his Browns secondary. But I think it's going to be much more of a defensive struggle. I, I do kind of see a low scoring game. Colts have a very good defense. Browns have a decent defense. Um, I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of ba- Baker Mayfield. But if you do have to go Baker Mayfield, I'd rather go with the receivers. I'd rather go with the Odell Beckham or a Jarvis Landry or even Austin Hooper at tight end. Um, Kareem Hunt's going to obviously get uh, plenty of workload now that Nick Chubb is out of the lineup. Dearness uh, Johnson, I think this is not the week to play him. Colts' rush defense is very good. Like I said, I think this is going to be much more of a low-scoring game. I have the Browns edging out the Colts on Sunday afternoon. <clears throat> Next up, we have the 0-4 Giants taking on the 1-3 Cowboys. Who would have thought the Cowboys with this offense would be sitting at 1-3? I did not. I, I had them as my Super Bowl prediction out of the NFC. I still think they can get there. Their offense is legit. Their offense is elite, one of the better ones in the league, but their defense can't stop anybody. Everybody on the Giants is in play. I think Evan Ingram is in for a monster game. Um, it's, uh, all, all depends on if Daniel Jones can give him the ball. I think he can. I like Evan Ingram. I like Darius Slayton, and I like Daniel J- Jones as well. <clears throat> as for the Cowboys, Love all parts of this offense, but I think it's going to be an Ezekiel Elliott game. I think this is the game they really let Zeke eat. I see close to 200 yards and maybe a couple, two, maybe even three touchdowns for Ezekiel Elliott. If I'm picking out of the pass catchers, I'm ranking them Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb in this in, in that uh, order for me for the Cowboys. <clears throat> Excuse me. And obviously, Dak Prescott is one of the better quarterback plays any given week. And this is no different. Despite me thinking it's a big Ezekiel Elliott game, you are never going to be benching Dak Prescott. He is one of the elite options each and every week. I have the Cowboys showing that they are legit on offense, putting up big numbers over the Giants. But the Giants do hang in there until the fourth quarter when the Cowboys pull away. I have the Cowboys over the Giants. Sunday night, we have the 1-3 Vikings taking on the 4-0 Seahawks, where the Seahawks are letting Russ cook. I think it continues on Sunday night. I think we see big games out of Russ Wilson, out of uh, 
uh, DK Metcalf and out of Tyler Lockett. I see plenty of passing options on both sides of the ball. Absolutely love Adam Thielen for the Vikings with the Seahawks give up big games to opposing wide receiver ones. Um, I see monster games out of Adam Thielen as well. Dalvin Cook should have a re- really good game against the Seahawks defense as well. This is not the Seahawks defense we've seen in years past. This is a defense that gives up plenty of points, plenty of yards, plenty of everything, but their offense is just too good. I have the Seahawks winning a close one, but a very entertaining Sunday night game over the Vikings on Sunday night. And on Monday night, we uh, have the Broncos and Patriots moving from Sunday to Monday. So I'll kind of give a a quick little rundown on these games, but I'm going to do a podcast on Monday. I'm going to do a podcast on Tuesday to kind of break these games down a little more, but I will go over them for for your season-long leagues as well on the way I'm looking at them. Broncos and Patriots, uh, they're the early game on Monday night. Like I said, moved from Sunday to Monday for um, Stephon Gilmore testing positive for the coronavirus. I think Melvin Gordon's in for a big game over the New England Patriots rush defense. Their rush defense is not very good. Um, and, and now they're losing one of their key parts on defense. So I think the Broncos' rush offense is going to be uh, pretty good on Monday night. I think Phillip Lindsay can also be maybe looked at as possibly a, a flex play. But I think Melvin Gordon's going to be in for a big game over the Patriots. We don't know what's going to happen with the Broncos' quarterback position. Drew Locke has been practicing, but I think it is going to be Brett Rippon one more week at least. Um, so I do think what, with the practice time, Knowing is the quarterback, not the short week. I do think Jerry Judy, after that touchdown last week, that fantastic catch that should have been intercepted last week, I think Jerry Judy finally has that breakout game. I do think he hits the top tops the 100-yard mark and maybe gets in the end zone as well. <clears throat> this is going to be the breakout game for Mr. Jerry Judy, who I was very high on in Dynasty Leagues. I think he's the best receiver in this draft class, this loaded draft class, obviously. Um, so for me, it's Jerry Judy, it's Melvin Gordon, maybe a little bit of Philip Lindsay if you want to take a, a shot on him as a flex. Um, and you can look at Tim Patrick as well for a flex option as well. Uh, for the Patriots, we also don't know who's going to be the quarterback. Is it going to be Cam Newton? Is it going to be Jared Stidham? Is it going to be Brian Hoyer? I don't see it being Brian Hoyer. I don't see Cam Newton being able to kind of get back on the field after testing positive. Um, uh, so I don't think that happening, but that extra day off, are they going to be able to kind of get Cam Newton in there? I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be Jared Stidham. I'm not sold on him as the quarterback. I think this is a game the Broncos can – it's very easily for the Broncos to possibly win this game. Um, everybody was giving Denver no shot with Cam Newton, but if Cam Newton's not going to play this game, Denver has a legit shot of winning this game. I'm not sold on the Patriots' offense without Cam Newton at the quarterback. But they do have a very good defense who held Kansas City under wraps last week. So that's what's going to hold them. Um, I I think that's what's going to give them the victory. I do have the Patriots beating the Broncos on Monday night. The late game on Monday night is the Chargers and the Saints. Chargers looks like they're going to be going with Justin Herbert for the rest of the year, um, despite if uh, Tyrod Taylor is healthy or not. Sounds like they're going to be going Bear. I like what the kid's been showing this year. I think Abair is legit. I think he's the uh, franchise quarterback. I think he's going to be showing that this team is a good team with him as the quarterback. He's still a rookie, so he's obviously going to show those rookie mistakes, rookie uh, uh, errors. But I do think he makes his offense kind of fun to watch. Um, no Austin Eckler, so it's going to be a uh, combination of Joshua Kelly and Justin Jeffers, uh, Justin Jackson. I think I like uh, Kelly a little more than Jackson, but it's very close. 
but I'm likely not going to be going either way this week. I do like the passing game a little bit. I like Mike Williams a little more than Keenan Allen if Mike Williams is healthy. Uh, the Saints do have uh, uh, ability to kind of shut down the number one wide receiver. So I do think Mike Williams can be one of those, maybe uh, a player we look at for the single game slate on DraftKings or FanDuel. I do like Mike Williams if he's healthy in this game with maybe the Saints kind of shutting down Keenan Allen a little bit. And I do think uh, Hunter Henry is also in play as well because uh, they're, they're going to have to throw the ball quite a bit to beat the Saints. Michael Thomas sounds like he will be back for this game. If that's the case, that improves the entire offense. We see Drew Brees needs Michael Thomas to kind of have those deep throws. He, that's really the only player he really truly trusts to throw the ball deep to. We see, we see those little uh, small, short little passes here and there to um, uh, Alvin Kamara, to Emmanuel Sanders, to Jared Cook. But those deep balls, he does like to use those with Michael Thomas. So the return of Michael Thomas helps this offense out, especially Drew Brees, more and more and if it can make it even better uh, what scary decision is how much better will Alvin Kamara be with Michael Thomas coming back Uh, it puts another uh, star player on the field with Kamara who has been fantastic probably the best running back in football Kamara Thomas Drew Brees Emmanuel Sanders to an extent and I think Latavius Murray also is also in play against this Chargers defense but remember this Chargers defense is pretty decent Uh, 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 they have a decent pass rush um, but I do have the Saints beating the Chargers on Monday evening. And Tuesday night sounds like it's going to be the Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Tennessee, with that outbreak, uh, multiple days having testing positive. It sounds like they have not had those positive tests for a few days now. So it sounds like that Tuesday game is in play. I think it's going to be a very fun game to watch. Uh, Buffalo sitting at 4-0, Titans sitting at 3-0. Who's going to give the other one their first loss? I have the Titans getting the job done, but I think the Bills are one of the better teams in the AFC. I have them right up there with Baltimore and Kansas City. I think this team is legit. I think Josh Allen is legit. I think he is an uh, he is a MVP caliber type of player. He was one of my dark horses this year to become the MVP. He's showing that through four games through the first quarter of the season. Josh Allen is the real deal. This might be one of their biggest. Uh, um, test going up against this Titans defense and I think it is going to be a very fun game as long as it's not a sloppy game with the lack of practice time for this Titans team for the last couple weeks I have the Titans in a close game over the Bills on Tuesday night but again I'll do a podcast on Monday doing the Monday night games and also another one on Tuesday if that Bills Titans game is still on schedule to play on Tuesday that'll do it for today's podcast hope you guys had a fantastic week hope you guys have a good weekend upcoming get those W and if you have not done so already, please give us a follow on Twitter. We are at FansportsGenius. And on Instagram, we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And as always, our website is www.FantasyFootballGenius.com, where winning isn't everything. It's the genius thing. We, our weekly, monthly, and full-season packages of our Mastermind Chat is available. That's one-on-one access with yours truly via text messaging regarding anything and all things fantasy football. You have a question, I'll answer it within 24 hours. Most likely will be within an hour or two. And always a available up until kickoff on Mondays, Sundays, and Thursdays, and even Tuesdays this upcoming week. I'll be available for uh, up until kickoff to answer those last-second questions if you're part of our Mastermind chat. That's, again, weekly, monthly, and full-season package available. If you have any questions, hit us up on Instagram. I'm more than happy to answer any questions to see if Mastermind chat is the way you want to go. That's where we answer all our trading questions. So if, if you have a trading question and you want more detail than just a yes or no, 
get part of our mastermind chat and more than happy to answer those questions for you and help you dominate your leagues and get those W's on a weekly basis. Have a great rest of your Friday. Have a great weekend. Good luck. Get those W's. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Um, Be safe out there, and we'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend.